hello, hello, hello. Hello, stranger. How are you? <laughs> All right. Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Okay, we're both strangers, I guess. But you know what's in my head? Do you know what's in my head at the moment? All right, Harry Potter. <laughs> I only, I only. I start. I had an inkling as well. At the start, it sounded like, is that going to be Little House on the Prairie or? <laughs> Little House on the and then, Prairie. <laughs> and wow. then it said no. Then it was obvious it was Harry Potter. Um, yeah, I finished watching the Harry Potter Follows for the Stone about half an hour ago. So it's fresh in my mind. Fresh, fresh. So fresh is so clean, clean. So yeah. we've got Harry Potter to review and we've got Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Films I've watched recently are The Northman. Northman, I've not seen that one. Okay. So Robert Eggers, who did the Eggers brothers, who did The Witch, and then they did The Lighthouse. They're kind of like these new visionary indie thriller horror type writer directors. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say it's a cross between Game of Thrones. Kind of Vikings and TV series, and throw in a bit of Revenge of the Sith. Some people have even said it's the gladiator for the modern age, but it's basically this dark, mythical Norse tale, which is a really simple tale of revenge, and it's pretty brutal. Um, so I saw that and what else? That sounds great actually, right up my street to be honest. I like Game of Thrones. Yeah. I haven't watched Vikings, but I I know what you put I've I've seen snippets of it. Okay. Well so yeah. Keen to know what you think of it. What else Mm. did I see? And then the other more recent one was one that you've seen as well, (laughs) is the Doctor Strange, the new Doctor Strange film. Very strange Doctor Strange. Yeah, and I, I think I'm probably a bit too harsh on Doctor Strange because unlike other Marvel films or other superhero films, where obviously if you have to suspend your disbelief inevitably, for some reason, and this was the same for the first film, I just can't get past the Doctor Strange character as a superhero. I just think he looks silly with his stupid little high collars and manicured goatee and his whizzy gesture, mm-hmm. whizzy, whizzy things and a flying cloak. For some reason, I see it, and I've used this term in a review I wrote recently, I'm sure people are going to hate me for it who love it. It just feels like one big fancy dress party. Mm. And it's the one Marvel superhero that I cannot, I can't immerse myself into. So I, I, didn't, I didn't really enjoy it, and I, and I didn't really... I just didn't really care much about the characters, but I think I think that's just probably my own problem with 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 the character it, that I can't get. Yeah, past. that character is strange. I mean, it took me a long time to watch Doctor Strange because I uh, exactly that reason I wasn't sure about the character. I didn't think I'd like Benedict Cumberbatch's character in, in you know how he portrayed it. Um, but when I watched Shang Chi, I hadn't watched Doctor Strange, and obviously there were some characters from Doctor Strange in Shang Chi. And I then thought, I've now got to watch Doctor Strange. I watched it and I loved it. I really liked the first Doctor Strange. I thought I was really surprised. So I was kind of had high expectations for Doctor Strange 
the second one. I can't remember the um, multiverse. What is it? Multiverse? Mars, is it Masters of Multiverse? I don't know. Chaos of the Multiverse? Yeah, yeah something like that. We ought to Madness. get it right, really. Madness of the Madness Multiverse. Madness of the Multiverse. Yeah. Madness of the Multiverse. So, and I felt, yes, it's, it's a 12, and it started off kind of very kiddie-like, and I thought, I know this 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 character is about to the new the late the girl that's in it is about to release an, uh, a series I think on Disney Plus, and I thought, okay, it's it's probably gone a bit kiddie like because for her to bring her in and introduce her, but then it got really dark, and I watched it with my my kids, and and uh, and I was just like, there was one horrible piece where it just it was just it was just really gory and I thought oh it's gone from really kiddie like to really sort of almost 15 year old film I think so I was really surprised by the the spectrum that they were the age range I think that they could have covered there but um yeah I'm I'm mixed about it to be honest but you know if you're a Marvel fan go and watch it you have to watch it because you need to stay up to date with what's happening in the the Marvel you know series that they, they keep rolling out really yeah, exactly, exactly. And there was the usual end credits with some other new mm. character. That's one of our favourite. I'm not going to say, but she's she's one of my favourite actresses who's about to enter it. Yeah, I got to watch Scream finally. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> finally, finally, I watched Scream, and um, it is definitely for the fans. It's for the fans. Definitely. So yeah. Okay. So Scream is is I I enjoyed it, but there were characters in it because I've not I must have missed a Scream or two, um who I didn't know who who was in it. So I thought I was a fan, but obviously not as big a fan as 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 other people. But there is another Scream coming out because oh. I've, I've seen that there's um, some famous people that are signed up to do the next one. Well, as long as. They just need to get rid of that original cast. I think mm. that, that was a one-off just because it was the anniversary. Yeah. And TV-wise, I've now got Apple TV for a couple of months because I was very lucky to get an Apple mobile phone. And with that, you get a three-free month subscription. And I've been catch, I've been watching some of the great series on there. They've got brilliant, loads of famous people, famous people that, you know, in films are doing TV series. So Shining Girls is excellent with Elizabeth Moss and it's got Jamie Bell also in it. Really dark, but very good. Uh, you've also got uh, Gary Oldman in uh, Slow Horses, which is excellent. And then you've got The Good Morning Show. You've got Jennifer Anson and Reese Witherspoon uh, is, in, is in that as well. And also one of the characters um, from a film that we reviewed a couple of weeks back, that I gave, I think I might have given, did I give it 10 out of 10? I might have done the one with the rock and roll one. What was that one? Almost Famous. Oh. Almost Famous. So the one of the lead characters in Almost Famous is in The Good Morning Show, Billy Cudrup. That's yeah, Billy one. Cudrup is in that. I'm also seeing Just ads a- for another Apple TV Plus, The Last Thing He Told Me, which I think has got Julia Roberts in it. Um, it looks quite intriguing as well. No, yeah, they've got Tehran. They've got um, yeah, they've got quite a lot. They've got a lot in, on on Apple. Anyway, I I I mean, quite enjoying it actually. It's got me. I'm debating now whether to continue my subscription, which I might probably do, because I'm certainly been quite hooked on a couple of the episodes there. It's going to be interesting to see 
with Netflix, no doubt, going to start putting ads in where they are and they're going to restrict the sharing of passwords and no doubt they're probably going to start to mess around with the cost of the subscriptions. I mean, this was always inevitable, wasn't it? It's Mm. like it will get to a point where people might start to have to make a decision between the likes of Disney, Apple, Netflix, Amazon. Amazon Prime in some ways doesn't offer that much, but at least Prime, obviously a lot of people have Prime anyway, just just for Mm. delivery. I don't know. It's yeah. a lot. You know, add them all up. It's it's quite a lot of money. A month. Yeah, I think um, Disney's not a huge cost for over the year. I mean, I'm, I think when I last subscribed, it it was around the sixty pound mark for the year. Um, and then Apple TV, I think it's like five ninety nine or something like that per month. Um, so don't you, you think they're not a huge cost? But actually, you're right. When you add them all up together. It, it does come to a lot because I'm a Prime member. I'm a Netflix member. I'm now got Apple TV. I've got Disney Plus. I've got Sky Cinema and all that jazz as well. So I've I've got a lot of um, a lot of channels. Yeah. I just what? realised that my microphone was marked. Ah. I think I've done this. I think I've done this before. So apologies, everybody. Um, I'm sure most of what I was talking about was absolute nonsense. But you're right. If everyone just raises the price, well, then suddenly, you know, people will become price sensitive. And in all honesty, I think one of the things I always loved about Netflix in those first few years was the fact that there wasn't loads on it. And so you had mm. standout shows that they were known for. Now, when you go to Netflix, it's like a cable channel service there's so much on there and in actual fact sometimes it's difficult to to find the decent stuff whereas what's interesting i suppose with apple being a newer service that they're probably at that stage where apple is known for those well-known series um so yeah i I don't know we'll see see what happens And, and coda who won the oscar was an apple came from apple tv didn't it as well. Yeah, there's going to be more of that, though, isn't there? Mm. I don't think there'll be. I don't think there'll be any slowing down of big names, you know. No. Appearing. No, 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 no. It's great. So, should we go? Should we start with Sonic the Hedgehog? Okay, let's do it. Let's do this. Right, Sonic the Hedgehog two. I did see Sonic the Hedgehog one um, with yeah. the family. I saw this as well with the family. I think bottom line is they liked it. So I who, suppose who's they, the kids, the kids liked it. <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm not reviewing this from the point of view of the kids, which is probably daft. They liked it. End of story. Um, so this time we have Dr. Robotnik who is kind of stranded on this other world, which is where we mm-hmm. left off at the, end of the first episode he is plotting how to get back to earth in doing so he is introduced to knuckles the echidna who is this warrior like creature again you know from the games and he's kind of like a a really charming you know all 
Braun's no brain type character who, who is on a mission of his own to track down this master emerald, which he needs to kind of ensure the, the peace of his own tribe effectively. So, so, the, so he comes along and Dr. Robotnik uses him really as a way of trying to defeat Sonic. So they manage to get back to earth they're on their way to Sonic, who's been left alone whilst his new adopted family, human parents have gone off <laughs> for some wedding. Mm. And before Robotnik and Knuckles get there, we have the Tails, the two-tailed fox, again, from the games, the one that spins the tails and it's like a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, she like plays this kind of super fan of Sonic and visits him and warns him of the danger that is coming his way um, and helps him escape as Robotnik and Knuckles arrive at the house. And basically that kickstarts this whole battle between these two kind of these two sides um and th- this is where it kind of for me it got a bit daft so i was i was with it up to the point where sonic and tails teamed up sonic finds some treasure map that's been left to him which shows the location of where this emerald is which takes them off on this weird kind of Nordic type, strange Siberian adventure. Um, And it was at that point that it all went a bit left field for me. And then eventually what happens is they all end up coming through this time loop to the wedding. And so suddenly the film just seemed to go into this weird wedding crashes territory. It was like this subplot when actual fact it ends up that this wedding party are not what they seem and Sonic's life becomes in danger, even if, even though he's there with his, his uh, human parents, it, it all just went a bit strange for me. And I thought whilst I loved, and I'm just going to, I'll just review it now to make it easy. Um, whilst I still love the charm of the Sonic character, which I think was its biggest, the biggest appeal in the first movie. It was just really lovable. It was a simple storyline. And I think the introduction worked really well. Here, although inevitably they're going to bring in the new characters, I just found the writing was a bit off. The gags weren't as sharp as they were in the first. There were too many strange subplots. For me, Jim Carrey... I mean, Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey, so it was just more of Jim Carrey. And it just I just felt to me like it was didn't deliver on the promise of the first. Mm. And it did get very big, crashy, bangy, shouty at the end, which I suppose is inevitable. And, of course, there's going to be another film and there's going to be more characters coming into that. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I just I really liked the first one, and I think it was maybe the, the simplicity of it and maybe the just the one character we had to kind of really think about. Um, yeah, there you go. That's me. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I had to say right at the start when you introduced Sonic, it was like, oh, the tone, his, his voice is low. He didn't enjoy it. <laughs> so anyway, I went to the cinema and saw this with my kids. Uh, it is APG. So it's a choice of seeing the bad guys or um, Sonic the Hedgehog. They wanted to see Sonic the Hedgehog. I haven't seen the first one. They had. They loved the first one. So I went along cold without knowing what was coming at all. Um, I would have liked to see the bad guys actually look quite good. So I'm waiting for that to come um, on the, on our screens uh, on, on demand. So I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't think I would like it when I first saw it at all. I didn't, I didn't know who was in it. It's James Marsden. You got Jim Carrey, obviously. I knew he was going to be in it. Um, and then you got Idris Elba who plays Knuckles uh so i was i was really surprised i was trying to work out all the way through the film who who's that voice who's that voice i know that voice and yeah idris elba it was a mix of real action a bit like the smurfs real Mm. action life filming with animation colorful i thought it very crisp as well i thought the quality was really really good i'm not it could be just the cinema i was at but it was it was good um yeah, but yeah, as I said, my kids loved it and, and I, I thought it was okay. But it was just very similar storyline to what we've seen in like the Smurfs, for example. So you get the male lead looks after the animated lead and then they kind of, the animated lead gets into trouble and the male lead tries to protect the the animated lead. It's kind of that same similar scenario that you get in all the other films of this type. Bit like Who Framed Roger Rabbit as well, potentially, as well, which I think they're going to be producing another one of those very, very soon. Um, it's got the same storyline. I, I would say there was some Jim Carrey. It was Jim Carrey. You're right. He still he steals the show though. He is very similar character to how he is in The Mask, Ace Ventura, um, and that's what he's famous for. He's famous for pulling these weird facial expressions very animated character he's probably one of the only people that apart from probably chris rock maybe that can do that kind of weird sort of animated really go over the top kind of characters as well so he's perfect for that kind of role and that's it really to be honest i haven't got much to say about it i thought it was it was. It wasn't anything that was really stood out to me, to be honest. So, and and you kind of describe what's what's already happened in in the film. So, yeah, I'm quite happy to move on to the to the what you would give it as a score, to be honest. Knuckles was the best thing about it, without a doubt. You, you prefer Idris, right? Okay. It, it, you know, he yeah. was great. His jokes, his kind of slow, nice but dim humor. That was the best thing for me. Um, and Tails was quite charming, but anyway, I and it, don't get me wrong. I I, I feel like I'm in a, I'm being a bit grumpy. It was entertaining, but I suppose I'm just setting the bar quite high yeah, for a, it, for a it, kids' film that's that's also yeah. got to stand up to what how what we want from a kids' yeah. film, which is never well, really probably going to work. I, if my kids are happy, I'm happy in yeah. these kind of situations. And that we've had that before when we watched Coco. They didn't like Coco. I wasn't happy that they didn't like Coco and they should have liked Coco. 
Um, so, on, they know. should have liked it. Okay, well, I'm gonna... it, yeah, it was a Disney film. Most Disney films are liked by my kids, but for some reason they didn't like it because they were scared of the, 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 the death factor. Okay, so I'll give it six out of ten. No, I won't. That's 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 mean. I'll give it six and a half out of ten. I'm going to give it the same, actually, and I don't think it's mean at all because it's not one of those standout films that get Oscars and things like that. I think the quality and the and the special effects were pretty good with the mixed with the animation. It was colourful. It was funny in places, uh, slow in other places, which, you know, I almost dropped off as a parent of two children, um, sat there in the cinema. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I think, you know, Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey. You're going to get a Jim. I, I mean, the only film I think where I think he's, he's great is The Truman Show, um, to be honest. Uh, which was eternal, sh- eternal sunshine of a spotless mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but they're not. Well. But but Winslet. they're kind of not. They're not like Ace Ventura. They're not the mask. They're not Dumb no. Dumb. But they're not rubber face. They're him doing a little bit something a little bit more interesting. More human. Yeah, more human. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, six and a half. There you go. Harry Potter. Next one. Do 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 do. <laughs> It's got that twinkly feel with the music, hasn't it? I, know, I, really I, do. I, almost, I almost felt like I should have like been Christmas. watching it. Yes, I felt <laughs> I should be watching this during the Christmas holiday. <laughs> it can be watched any time of the year, though, can't it, really? It's it not can. a Christmas. It can't be labelled as a Christmas film. Oh, no, definitely. Or planet. They celebrate Christmas in it, so maybe it can be oh, labelled as a Christmas God, film. we're already, we haven't even started talking mm. about it, and now we're now debating mm. whether it's a Christmas film or not. <laughs> the soundtrack, that little soundtracky bit I just did, yeah. certainly sounds very Christmassy. It's quite twinkly. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It is. It's good. <laughs> so, so 11-year-old Harry Potter, orphan, living with um, his aunt and uncle, the Dursleys, under the stairs in their... their Two up, two down, bedroom um, house, uh, which is in Bratnell, not too far from where we live, actually, <laughs> which we, we discovered when I went to the, the museum. Um, is invited to Hogwarts School for witchcraft and, and wizardry, and learns about his his birth and his parents. Um, he hasn't, you know, obviously seen since since a young age, or since birth really, and um, finds out that wizarding world is more dangerous than he thought with Voldemort, Quidditch, chess. What more can I say? It's, it's, you know, two hours and 32 minutes long. It's quite a long film for, for a kid's movie, PG released in 2001, directed by the great Chris Columbus. Who's, who's, you know, produced some great heartfelt movies like Mrs. Doubtfire, Home Alone, one and two. You've also got The Christmas Chronicles, The Help. He's done a whole caboodle of films. And you've got this this film, which obviously based on the book from J.K. Rowling. Um, and he's they've gone on to do a whole other, you know, a whole series of, of films based on her books. And this is the first one uh, released in 2001, as I mentioned. So it's a good start. You kind of get introduced to the characters with uh, with Ron and Hermione. You've got uh, Harry, who's, who's Daniel Radcliffe. You've got Rupert Grint. You've got uh, Emma Watson. You've got some of the great British car- uh, actors. You've got Richard Harris, Maggie Smith, Robbie Coltrane. 
And, you know, in the other films as well, you get to see lots of other very, very famous um, English actors. So these, you know, Daniel, Rupert and and Emma, know them well, obviously, uh, such a young age to to be, you know, thrown at this, this, you know, superior film, really, with with the director and and, uh, these greats. So it must have been quite daunting at first, but they're kids being kids. Of you know, pretty much get just stuck in and 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 kind of don't really almost unfazed by that really. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to get your thoughts. It's, I've, I've briefly introduced it, but I think most people have watched Harry Potter, haven't they? I haven't read all of the books. In fact, I don't. I haven't read any of the books. Good. I haven't read I, any. I, I'm coming clean. I haven't read any. I haven't read any of the books. Um, what I think works about all of these films, and I think it's the same for any film that really hits the mark for children is that perfect mix of light and dark. And that's what stood out to me when I watched it. Obviously I've seen it a few times is that, you know, one minute, you know, you're watching almost like some comedy family drama in some Mm. suburban British, you know, whatever housing development where obviously Harry was, it's kind of hidden, if you like. And then, you know, and forward wind, you were seeing some quite dark scenes in really dark. That's the scene in the wood where he first comes face to face with Voldemort and all the kind of mystical characters in there. And then, then you're then suddenly you're watching Quidditch. It's like watching some kind of like, you know, medieval sports broadcast with you know, and you're seeing Ron, Ron kind of like trapped yeah. in Devil's Snare, and like you say, and the the chess match. So I think that's what works really well about it. Is that one? It's really entertaining and it's really light, and you've got all the characters and all the fantastic, like you say, British characters, uh, British actors. Um, but then there are times when it's it's really quite dark and gripping and scary. And I do think you need you do need to have. You, you veer too far into that, then obviously it doesn't work. It's almost mm. like you need to be right on the borderline, or you know, making sure that it's still going to appeal to children. Um, so that's what I that's what I like most about it. What stood out for me watching it was that the effects do look a bit dated. They they yeah they look do like they're composited on. That really stood out to me. I wasn't sure whether I was being harsh when I then checked Crikey, like you say, 2001. Apparently, reading afterwards, Columbus apparently has stated in interviews he was disappointed with the effects, saying that he, they were rushed and never up to anyone's standards were his, were, were his words. And he tried to improve them, but he couldn't. Um, so I thought, well, that makes sense. Like if the director thought that, then maybe that's the reason why they haven't mm. quite stood the test of time. Interestingly, it was nominated for best visual effects. Um, I didn't. Daniel Radcliffe, you know, he's been hugely successful with this series. I did think he looks like a young actor who hasn't done much acting. I've got to be honest. He's done two films prior to this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. This is obviously his biggie. This is so, biggie, uh, and he was he was seen in David Copperfield, wasn't he? That that was the mm. TV series where that Christopher Columbus saw him in, and he always wanted him. And it took a while for 
for them to eventually get him, I think, because the, his parents were concerned with with schoolwork and all the rest of it. But, you know, when you watch him, he, he does look like someone who's not an actor. And I know I don't, I'm not saying you can compare at all, but, you know, I think I've seen other child actors put in better acting performances mm. than Daniel Radcliffe. That sounds really harsh, but I'm just, it's, 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 it did kind no, of... No, that's a fair point. Probably, you know, I actually thought, yeah, I actually thought Rupert Grint just seemed more natural in the way he acted yeah. than, than others. But anyway, that, that's probably a bit harsh, yeah. maybe. He's a bit he's a bit like Jim Carrey. He's very animated as well. Yeah. In some absolutely. respects, with his facial expressions. A bit like the kid from the Wonder Years. Remember <laughs> that in years and years ago, Fred Savage. Very yeah. sort of expressions on his face. Yeah. I think he's great. I think the standout in terms of those more established actors would be Alan Rickman. I just think he's, yes. mes- he's mesmerising yeah. in everything he does, no more so than in this. And uh, and Richard Harris, he when it, it's like I never for, never forget watching him in Gladiator. Um, and again, he cropped up in I think The Count of Monte Cristo as well um, in a film that we reviewed. I don't know the way the way in which he delivers lines. Certainly in the films towards the end of his career, it, it, there's just I don't know. There's just so much warmth and wisdom, and I, mm. I, I just listen to him. Uh, all day long and obviously the, the cast goes on and on and on but I didn't you know so Alex Guinness apparently was considered to play the role of Dumbledore but um, he died before filming began and also uh, just another thing apparently Liam Aitken was originally given the role of Harry Potter um, but the day oh, before, really? but, but the, a day later the offer was revoked when it was discovered that he wasn't British because of course J.K. Rowling insisted uh, that all of the cast were British. Um, oh, can you imagine being that close to getting that part? No, I know, precisely. And I, oh, and I, I'm, I, I never heard of him. I looked him up and he's not a particularly well-known mm. uh, actor. But, you know, you're right, it just, just goes to show. Uh, it, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It's just one of those films that you can put on, feels like a holiday film. You can kind of slip in and out of it. It's packed full of, you know, countless... Yeah. And adventurous scenes with scares and with laughs and with charm and uh, you can't really not enjoy it pu- again purely for the for the cast i mean the amount yeah. the class thrown at a fil- you know thrown at this film it, it's not surprising that it's you know it, it's it's so good so it is it is yeah, yeah. i would agree with that i mean i, and I, I, I I was just going to just, and I wouldn't say I'm, I'm definitely not a massive Harry Potter fan. So I'm not, I'm never going to kind of completely wax lyrical and absolutely love these films, but it's impossible to to not enjoy it. Yeah. So I've, I've been to the museum um, up in, up in Watford and uh, I know there's one open in London and the intricacies of all the costumes, the set design and, the art that goes behind all of this is is incredible. It really is. I mean, the story is is takes you to another world. I think uh, the imagination that J.K. Rowling had was is amazing. And I think I do really still think that she took snippets of of thoughts from um, 
uh, the film that we've reviewed the other week with Robin Williams in De Poet Society. There's some elements of that esque into Harry Potter, definitely. And you know, there's, there's lots of other inspirations that have have, co- have come from other areas that she's pulled into this. I feel. Um, I know that those that have read the books think the books are much better because they go off into their own imaginations, of course. Um, and quite often you, you do find if they've got, if there is an excellent book, the book will always be better. But this is, you know, this is Chris Columbus's perception of, of Harry Potter, let's just say. And I think it's well delivered. And, um, it, you know, it, it launched the careers of, of, of Radcliffe, Grint and, and uh, Watson tremendously. Look at them today. I mean, I mean, Grint is, is is more of a property. He's more of a businessman now, I would say. But he still does the odd film now and then. But uh, Radcliffe is still going. He's still got that kind of awkward, almost Hugh Grantish kind of way about his acting. Um, and Emma Watson's very, you know, the the, the English Rose uh, that she she was when she was in in the the Potter series as well. So um, go on then. Go, what are you going to give it then, Rob? I'm going to give it seven and a half out of 10. Okay. And the only reason I wouldn't creep it up to an eight is just because it's just not, it's never quite been my thing. Um, but for a family movie, um, which is ultimately, I suppose, how you've got to judge it, it it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty damn good. Hmm. It is. Um, this, this, my, my children struggle with the Harry Potter series, but I know there's many children that don't. And, and love it to bits. Um, a lot of obsession around Harry Potter, but is that around the book or is that around the films? I think there's a bit of both there, however. I'm going to give it nine out of 10. I do like the Harry Potter series. Um, you can see this film now becoming a bit dated, but I really, really hope they wait for a very long time before they redo these again, because we are starting to see films that are done, I guess, when, in the 70s, 80s now that are being redone now. I would hope they give it a good 40 years, 30, 40 years before they start, you know, 40 years, because it's 20 years already, 40 years before they start thinking maybe we should redo the Harry Potter series with, with new fresh actors. Uh, but yeah, nine is, 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 and I'm not, a, I'm not a massive, massive fan. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a semi fan. I've not read the books, as I said, but uh, if I was a huge fan, I think I would have read the books as well. Oh, nine out of ten. That's yes. great. New films for this coming week. So the newbie we have decided is going to be a film that is currently in cinemas, which mm-hmm. is called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, and this is directed by this is directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel. Shinert, collectively known as the Daniels. It's as hilarious as I know. Known as the Daniels. The Daniels. The film is a hilarious and big-hearted sci-fi action adventure about an exhausted Chinese-American woman who can't seem to finish her taxes. I, do you know what I'm going to do? Um, that's not how I normally. That's not where I normally go to do the. To do the. Uh, the little synopsiosis. Mm. And it's got Michelle Yao in it too, from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And it's also got Jamie Lee Curtis as, as the two big names on, on this film. 
an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. The I have seen the trailer and it does look very, very left field and intriguing. Could this be like an 18 Marvel film, do you think? <laughs> it sounds know. very Doctor Strange with the multiverse piece. Yes, it but absolutely not is. Weird and wacky. Hope it's a bit more realistic. <laughs> well, it's a 15. Okay, yeah. So that's the newbie and the old. And I'm picking from your, your list this time. Yes, you are. And which means... What is left? Well, I can tell you what's left. Do you need to know what's left? No, we'll go for Western. Straight in there. Wow. Straight, straight in there. Going Western. Western. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got this, I've got this cunning idea. Uh, maybe not. Hang on, let's just see. No. I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly was playing at the cinema. Okay, so I've got eight left on my list. More than me. I've probably only got about two. I think you've chosen more of my Westerns. And the fact that Revenant was even a Western is... is uh, oh, I would like to have a modern Western, but I bet you've got an oldies. Bet you've got, are they all oldies? <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, no, not no, not all of them. Not all of them. There is one which is slightly more contemporary, but, you know. I'm going to go for number five. Which is No Country for Old Men. This is with Javier Bardem, and this is directed by the Coen brothers from 2000. I can't remember whether I've seen this or not. From yeah. 2007. Let me just uh, okay. find the stuff on it. Do, 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 do. No country for old men. Here we go. So this stars, as I say, Javier Bardem and Tommy Lee Jones and Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. Directed by the Kern Brothers from 2007. Violence and mayhem ensue after a hunter stumbles upon a drug deal gone wrong and more than $2 million in cash near the Rio Grande. Mm. This actually won four Oscars, Sarah. This hasn't got Woody Harrelson in it, has it? No. No, it's I'm very much, another one. It's very much not like a Woody Harrelson movie. <laughs> so this won Best uh, best Picture. Okay. And it I, won I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I have seen it then. Best Supporting Actor, Best Director, Best Screenplay. So it was big in 2008. Mm. And it's contemporary. And, and it's contemporary. Come on, yes, I've, I've yeah, ticked yeah, all the boxes. I know you have. You have. You're right. I can't remember whether I have or haven't watched this film. To be honest, which means if it, if I have, it hasn't put a lasting impression on me. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But Are you know, you gonna... what I'm like with you know, what I'm like with westerns. I, I say oh, I don't like westerns, and I end up loving it. So let's let's see. Okay. And are you going to tell us where we can watch it? Oh yes. That's my part. I've been on holiday for too long, haven't I? <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, you can, you can watch it. You can kind of watch it everywhere. It's one of those types of jobs. So you can it's streaming currently on Sky, now Cinema and Virgin Go. So that's pretty good. And uh, you can rent and buy from most 
on-demand uh, platforms as well. So pretty much out there all over the place. Looking forward to that. I've got some dad jokes to finish on. <laughs> oh, go on then. I had, I, had to, I had to accumulate a whole load of dad jokes for something at work. Don't ask me why. But I can now test them out on you. So, oh, so basically... I'm rub- Do you know what? I'm rubbish with jokes. No, it's fine. There'll be but... like a bit of tumbleweed goes past me. Well, look, uh, like... my goal, my goal is to yeah. get a laugh out of you. Okay. 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 I'm uh, but I laugh all the time. What are you on about? <laughs> Okay, but these are dad jokes. So these, are, these are bad. These are bad, okay? Uh, okay, go on then. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the superhero with a lisp that always worked out? He's Thor. Uh, okay, they get better. They get better. That's a grain. That's a grain. My wife is kicking me out because she's fed up with my South American animal puns. Okay, I said, I'll pack her my bags. Uh. See, it's the groan. I know the groan is a, means fail. If it's just a laugh straight away, then I've succeeded. Okay, this is one of my favourites. I was in the supermarket the other day when this guy threw a block of cheddar at me. Outraged, I said, well, that's not very mature, is it? <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, okay. I like that one. Okay, 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 okay. Uh... <laughs> I got arrested for downloading the whole of Wikipedia. I told them I could explain everything. Uh, (laughs) A bloke on a tractor has just driven past me, yelling, the end of the world is nigh. I think it was Farmageddon. (laughs) (laughs) These are really bad. Where did you get these from? Searching online, no doubt. Google, yeah. So they, yeah, very good. Do you know what I fancy right now? Is there any cheese at anyone in the supermarket, though, please, uh, listeners? No, don't no. do that. No. no. Um, <laughs> I just got this sudden yearning for uh, a Sunday roast with some roast beef. And do you know what's roast a bit beef? Just, <laughs> what's I don't roast know why beef I, with I, a I hand gesture? What does that mean? I went with a hand gesture. It's a like udders. <laughs> what is that? No, I, no, you, no, that's from your head. No, but you, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. And then no one can even see me doing it. I, for some reason, he's, I... He's wiggling his wiggling fingers. my fingers when I said, Rose, this is going strange. My, 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 my point is, I mean, it's a little bit disappointing because if you just want to do a small roast, right, mm. you can't really go to the local co-op and buy like a small beef joint, can you? No. And on that note, because I'm a vegetarian... Oh dear! No, 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 no. I'm a vegetarian, and I actually, when we have a roast, I end up cooking about four different main pieces of the meal. My my husband has steak, which is close to roast. Which is close to yeah, he has a steak, which is close to roast. That's that's his meat accompaniment for a roast. Is actually a steak. Okay. Yeah. Um. My my youngest has what does he normally have? Uh. He has a gammon. Yeah, and my my eldest has fish fingers because he hates. I was gonna else. say, I was gonna fish say fingers. fish fingers as a joke. Oh my and god! No, he has fish fingers, and he has fish fingers for his Christmas tea, his Christmas lunch as well. And yes, yes, he doesn't like he doesn't like chicken, turkey, or beef or whatever. And I have salmon, so that Are is our really? Sunday. That is our Sunday roast. The uh, the trimmings. And the, the veggies are all, yeah. I never knew that was a, even a thing. 
to have any <laughs> anything like that alongside your yeah so your as a tip beef. you could have a steak instead of a roast beef this maybe. is true this is true yeah mm-hmm. um I, all i say is you've got the patience of a saint that you actually when you think right let's have a roast today that you've got to you've got yeah to- well we take it well sometimes i do it and sometimes um, my husband does it we take it in turn. He's pretty good, actually. He does a lot of cooking. Fish finger roasted. Thank, thank you, husband, for doing all that cooking. <laughs> yeah, well done. Well done, Chris. Lots of brownie hey. points. Uh, okay, well, I can always go and get some fish fingers, I suppose. Fish fingers, yeah. We're having pasta tonight. Very healthy, very with nice. Garlic, but we're having garlic bread on the side, so it's not, very healthy. It's, not very, it's, not, it's not very healthy. And we're having four different types of pasta as well. Oh, so my, my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Like, what have we started here? <laughs> so we've it. gone, because we got our, our order came in today, and I to be normally we'd have this on a Monday because it's football day. <laughs> I would shove something in the in the microwave, and this is what we're doing tonight. <laughs> so, my husband has lasagna. I can't believe we're talking about this. My my types of pasta. <laughs> my eldest has spaghetti bolognese. My youngest has meatballs with spaghetti, and I have macaroni cheese. <laughs> You're effectively cooking like three or four different types of meal for one meal. (laughs) Yeah, they do join me and have corn meals now and then. I do do like a a, a good. I do do a good good spaghetti bolognese sometimes, but it's just if we're in a rush. (laughs) That's it. We have four different meals, which probably actually isn't isn't great for being in a rush, is it? The culinary delights of the pool household. I mean, an insight into your world. Wow. There you go. I mean, fair play to you to, to, to be able to. We all have garlic bread, though. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like garlic bread? I uh, know. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Anyway, we've gone back onto feed again. We all seem to swivel to biscuits I'm... or sweets or yeah. food. I haven't got any crisps left either. Oh. And <gasps> I've got biscuits, but I'm saving those for the kids. I'm just very hungry. That's why we come on to Okay. This. Then should we stop? We, and you should can go we and get now? some food. Yeah. Well, okay. thank you very much for our listeners, and I'm looking forward to these films. <laughs> have a good. Have a I'll good, go off and have cook a good four different Sunday. meals. <laughs> have a good Sunday roast. Okay. <laughs> okay bye. Bye. bye.